All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Non-Victim Nation podcast. I am joined once again by Dave Blau, who's one of my favorite human beings. Oh, gosh, <laughs> just because I showed up. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there we go. Know. So, uh, you were on the show previously, and we talked about your uh, your career in jujitsu, which was pretty interesting. Um, career, yeah. <laughs> you're, doesn't a career assume that uh, you know imply that you're getting paid for it? Sure. <laughs> oh, then it's definitely not a career <laughs> journey. But with that being said, you are what rank now? I am a second degree black belt. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you won how many championships i have s- six world titles okay and uh national championships and state championships uh-huh. and blah 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 see but there's a whole bunch of white belts out there right now going wow okay it's <laughs> just a long time ago right okay <laughs> okay but i i at least i try to be honest with that uh-huh. because Jiu-jitsu 10 years ago is a lot different than it is now. Right. There's a lot more people that do it, and it's a lot more mainstream. So back when I started mm-hmm. 20 to 25 years ago, uh, yeah, hey, bro, take it easy over there. <laughs> you just pay attention to the cameras and make sure everything's working right. Talking crap already, and we're just starting. No, back when I started, shoot, I think there were only three black belts in the state, the entire state. Wow. Yeah. And now you, you know, you can shake a stick and you're going to hit one, right? Right. But uh, back when I uh, competed even at purple belt or brown belt in my old guy division, there were only a handful of competitors. Okay. And now there's a lot, mm-hmm. even in the old, old guys division. So it was easier. It was it was easier to win back then than it is now. I'll right. I'll be honest with you. It, it's just harder. I got I thought it'd be easier as I got over 50. Mm-hmm. These freaking professional ex-professional athletes are coming into my sport now right. and screwing it all up. I'm yeah. I'm I've been fighting guys that were, you know, ex-defensive linemen for the Detroit Lions. I got beat last year by a guy who was a first round draft pick in the NBA. He's six eight called uh-huh. wow just stud black, black guy who was tall and played six years with kevin garnett and and i tried to sweep this guy and <laughs> just call her i'm like oh my gosh i'm in big trouble yeah. and for somebody to make me feel small yeah because you're how tall nah, i'm six three about 250 okay i actually went broke 250 i'm coming back down but um yeah it's it's no joke anymore and I, I'm honest with one of my titles in, in Nogi Worlds. Um, there was only, I think there were two other people signed up in my division. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy got injured and one guy didn't show. So I I walked up and they gave me my gold medal. Right. So I don't really count that one mm-hmm. per se, but in the overall, I do because I, I did show up. up. I showed up. There were other people yeah. signed up. It wasn't like... You know, there's nobody signed up into my division, but I don't really count that one. So I, like, I try to I try to be honest. And and when I say a world title, I am very clear to say it's master seniors world championships. It's not the adult division is not the same thing. Right. You know, those guys are they're pro- freaking okay. professional athletes. I do this for fun. But with that being said, it's not like somebody called you at home while you were sitting on your couch eating Doritos and said by the way, you won. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But another caveat with 
the the difference between the adult division and the master seniors uh -huh. you know when if you've ever seen the competitions um you, there's there's a bullpen right so after you weigh in which i don't i don't have to weigh in i i'm in the fat guy division right so so I, I, you get your gi checked, and then you kind of like, I mean, everybody like mad dog and other people. I don't. Be, in my division, we're too old. We don't give a crap, right? So, mm -hmm. hey, so what's going on? Are you my guy? All right, cool. And you'll start talking, and and, and I've built friendships mm -hmm. with talking to guys before we compete, and then we go out try to choke each other out uh, unconscious, right. and then I, I have lifelong friends mm -hmm. from guys that I just competed one time against back all the way from blue belt. Okay. That I still I'm friends with on on social media. We're both black belt, you know, really cool, cool guys. And one guy, he's like, "Hey, I don't know what my secret weapon is." Yeah, man, what's up? He opens up his gi and he pulls out a Snickers, <laughs> starts eating, and I'm like, "Trash." <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. it's a little different in the master senior division as it is in the adults, where these guys are paid, they're professional yeah. athletes are doing it full-time not 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 uh <laughs> division but uh and but as i as i've said the the quality of competitors has gotten a lot better mm -hmm. you know i think in the last five years too so yeah it's 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 a lot harder right to get a, a world title now i think than it was even five years ago yeah that's my the reason so i try to keep i try to keep it real right um I think that not only has it become more popular, but the, the jujitsu is, I don't, I wouldn't say the only martial art, but it's the one that evolves the fastest. It seems where like, it's, yeah. it's so far away from its traditional roots, like the, the, where it was founded right, to where it is now. It's like, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then, you know, obviously I was never in competitive judo or taekwondo or, you know, those competitive, but I, I think it's the, to its credit, I think it's the most real. Obviously, I think if you go and you talk to any UFC champions and they they say what's the you know wrestling and jujitsu and and you know stand up, mm -hmm. I I think without a doubt it's it's the most real and and progressive and it does continue to change. You know, you get you get guys that are changed it with Keenan Cornelius who was who was you know coming up with stuff where I'm old school jujitsu. I, I I still only do this. And right. full of moves, yeah. you know the 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 basic stuff. But now these new guys that are coming and 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 Mikey Musumeci and and a lot of these guys are are developing different systems into this art. That's how how many years old? Yeah. I, I don't even fr freaking know. Yeah, you know, generations old, and it's still developing, still effective in street fights and that kind of stuff. So it's it's. It checks off a lot of boxes for me, and that's what's right. kept me interested in it all these years. Mm -hmm. Even at my ripe old age of 50-something. <laughs> um, one of the people that I would love to have on here eventually is Henner. Um, because, A, he's just so... Uh, his presence is just so charismatic. You know, I just I love listening to him when he talks. But also because he came from really strong roots in yeah. that family oh, yeah you know and like the foundation of his jujitsu as he's he's come up and the way that he's developed his system and everything is is really interesting i've met him yeah he's a stud 
he's he's an amazing person mm -hmm. so yeah i see i've seen videos of him as a little kid rolling with his grandpa they, yeah. you know the one of the the founders mm -hmm. the godfather right right and uh him and his brother hiron and henner are are the real deal mm -hmm. i know that they take a lot of heat because they'll give blue belts through through the right. inner you know through the internet which mm -hmm. i actually have gone through their mm -hmm. a lot of their training i i was actually going to open up a Grace University school oh, nice. before COVID started. I put money right. down on the location, the whole thing, and uh, and so kind of started drinking their Kool Aid. And and their their jujitsu is based purely on self defense. Mm -hmm. It's it they they don't really do the sport stuff. Right. Their curriculum is unbelievable. It's very good. It's very concise. It's very clear. It's they have a method of teaching. It's it's impressive. Mm. Um, and so the, the, I think the people that, that automatically jump to, oh, they're giving blue belts over the internet. It, it's pretty legit. They're, the way they do it, it's not just like, you know, you, you have to submit a video, you have black belts, you know, assessing it and judging it on the criteria and how they do the technique. And mm -hmm. their blue belts are pretty freaking legit. I would, I would wager to say that a sport jujitsu blue belt and a Gracie University blue belt, mm -hmm. they have better technique overall fundamentals wow. than than a than a sport jujitsu guy. Right. That's my opinion. So, anyways, I I didn't end up doing this the school, mm -hmm. but I'm all for the self defense aspect of it. I I'm a sport jujitsu guy. I think we do a disservice to a lot of our students. Is in fact more so to our females mm -hmm. from not implementing the self-defense aspect of it aspect of it better mm -hmm. um because you're not going to sit there and pull guard or butt scoot in a freaking street fight right and if somebody came up and grabbed even one of our stud female brown belts or black belts in class i don't know that they would know what to do if me went up and grabbed them with both my hands around their right. neck we don't teach that stuff and i mm -hmm. i feel in my heart it's we we sport jujitsu guys right. do a disservice in in teaching that that self-defense aspect of it and, and i had a lot of i have a lot of friends uh in law enforcement that would come and try try out jujitsu and i'd be rolling with them hey can you get to you know pretend can you can you get to your hip like where your gun would be and they're like oh yeah go ahead oh crap and, and they don't <laughs> they don't have the body awareness to even know that that I have the underhook on their right side, on their gun right. side, yeah, and they can't they can't get to it. So, I kind of started rolling with a lot of my law enforcement friends that way. Like, hey, you know, make sure that you're thinking about this. And and consequently, I went and took the GST one and two certification. I went out to Texas, wow, and uh, and learned how they have a whole curriculum for law enforcement yeah. and for cops specifically, and it's really good. It's a week long, 40 hour course, legit. And the only people that are maybe a little smarter than firefighters are cops. And that's not saying a whole lot. So for to be able to take a group of 60 cops and yeah. teach them something like legit in a week, the only thing worse, you know, we can teach monkeys to pull hose, right. but Cops are not much brighter mm -hmm. and they do a really good job. And and then I went and took the my cop friends. <laughs> um 
went out to California for the GST two at right. the at their facility at Henner mm -hmm. and Heron's facility. They're good dudes, man. Yeah. They, they're they're like legit. They practice what they preach. Mm -hmm. Henner, oh my gosh, I was on a I, I was on a Zoom call during COVID, and he was talking. That dude talked for two hours and forty five minutes nonstop. Mm -hmm. Didn't take a drink of water. Kept the intensity up the entire time. I was. I was blown away. Yeah, I've never met anybody that has more charisma and energy, and you know, it's almost like is this guy for real. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, it's too much. Yeah, that's him. That's mm -hmm. him. He is. He is amazing. And yeah. they are. They they practice what they preach. Right. They, you know, it's it's not just like I I I really think highly of them. Like I said, I didn't end up doing their stuff, but uh, I have nothing but respect for their program, for what they do for law enforcement, the quality of instruction. And so I actually became a certified instructor. Mm -hmm. I was hoping to help bring that into Arizona, but it didn't quite work out that way. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I it's love not too late. Huh? It's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I uh, actually got the, the director of DPS at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, into jujitsu oh, nice. and uh I, I i didn't i don't take credit i mean i just met him as he came in and we became friends because he's freaking six seven six eight he's a monster of a man mm -hmm. and uh he just he's a stud like if i had a man crush on somebody he's one of them yeah uh and uh he could not understand how i could just mm -hmm. <laughs> take him you know flip him over and, and control right. him because he's a he's a stud yeah and uh and man he's he's now brown belt and he still go. he still loves it he's not the director anymore but uh he's he still trains mm -hmm. and so i thought i was gonna help bring this curriculum into cops because i think that it really adds a lot of value right to what they do because they only get a a little bit of training on ground fighting mm -hmm. you know in the academy and it's not sufficient in yeah. my opinion at all and then what to do when you're out of breath what to do when you're getting punched in the face, you know, again, mm -hmm. we don't do a very good job mm -hmm. teaching that in jujitsu and, and Henner and Hiron and the, you know, their stuff, which I think they actually correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were sent to the Valenci brothers years ago when they were young, oh, yeah. their dad sent them mm -hmm. and the Valenci brothers are really, they kind of started that defensive jujitsu stuff. Hmm. And, uh, and they, I think they kind of, yeah, some of their stuff and, and made it their own, right? Which I don't think the Valenci brothers had any problem with it, but yeah, and another another program that I'd love to go and yeah. learn one day. So during COVID, uh, I was listening. I mean, I'm always listening to podcasts and and things like that. But I happened to catch an interview with with uh, Henner, mm -hmm. and he was talking about that whole system that they had created of like being like I guess. I don't know if you call it like long distance learning, mm -hmm. you know, like setting up these programs that people yeah. could learn that couldn't physically make it there for whatever reason. Yep. And, you know, how they had gotten a lot of flack from their peers and their school and, you know, on, this is not a good idea and you shouldn't be teaching this way. But when COVID happened and a lot of schools just either failed or really dropped their, their attendance because people couldn't show up, it's like, hey, maybe this wasn't such a bad idea. You know, turned out to be a little you know, visionary. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. You know, it's thinking forward like that that I think is a good thing. It's it's just like the sport itself, you know, and this is something that comes all the way back from Bruce Lee. 
you cannot be stagnant in what you do. You have to think forward and, and be able to, to adapt because you don't know how things are going to look in the future. I would agree. You know, they, they are very, and, and they're never, they never settle. They're always working on something always, you know, you don't as, is kind of the, the, hey, you know, he's the nice guy that, Hey bro, let's go, you know, meditate and go, you know, do some yoga on the beach. And then there's like, I got to make some deals. I got to do this, <laughs> make some calls. It's, it, they're right. definitely a yin and yang with right. the two, but they're still brothers. I, I've heard stories of them still yeah. being brothers. That's awesome. And, uh, but I, I have nothing but utmost respect for him. Mm -hmm. So there was another project that you are no longer working on, but you had started, it was a children's program. <laughs> so I've always wanted to hear more about. Okay. So in the fire department, okay. when I first got on a long time ago, over 26 years ago. Back in my day. Back in my day. Oh, um, yeah, I, I do sound like an old fart and I am. But back in my day, they, um, the fire department would come in and talk to schools, right? Mm -hmm. Even when, shoot, even when I was a kid, right? Yeah. They'd bring the fire chief down and they'd put, put on their gear and they'd, everybody would be like, oh my gosh, it's a fireman. Super cool. I've always really uh, enjoyed working with kids. I was actually thinking about being a teacher, but get treated like crap and they don't get paid anything. Right. But um, so I've always enjoyed working with kids. Um, as the new guy, we call them booters in okay. the, in the fire service. Cause you got to, you, you know, some, depending the new guys back in the old days, they uh -huh. used to have to shine the boots of the old guys. Right. Some of them might say, well, Hey, new guy, you know what? The, the, the gum on my shoe that's underneath my boot, you're below that. So, yeah. you know, in the, in the hazing part, we don't haze anymore. Right. It's not. <laughs> but uh, back in the old days when they used to haze, that's that's know your place right mm -hmm. and uh so yeah we call them booters mm -hmm. um and so when we'd go into schools a lot of the old guys didn't like it it was it's a pain and they don't they didn't know how to talk to kids and last thing we wanted to do is talk about stay low you know stop drop and roll and stay low and smoke so it was the new guy they'd be like hey new guy get up there and <laughs> and, and talk to these 400 kids for an hour and you're like <laughs> but i loved it Right. So I walked right into it. I had, I had young kids. I, I, you know, probably the greatest thing I've ever done is be a dad. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's cause I've got the mind of a, about a seven, eight year old mentality with the jokes and stuff. I still do the stupid dad jokes and Which absolutely I, I got, I got a million of them. Uh, but I, I stepped right into it and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell jokes and I, and they're like, I always, they, they didn't realize I knew I was doing good when I could get the kids to laugh. Mm -hmm. I could get the teachers to laugh, uh -huh. but then I could get the firemen in the back to laugh. And I'm like, because oh. again, yeah. not much stretch with the mentality, oh, right. you know, there. And, uh, and, and, and it just kind of bl blossomed from there. Right. And so then I met a friend in the city of Chandler, uh, Stacy Sacco. She was in the videography department and we decided to do like a PSA back back in the old days, you know, about Halloween, uh, about trick-or-treating safety. Okay. And yeah. so we collaborated on, on something and, and I had gotten into, uh, there, there were some, there, there were some firefighters that would do clowning again, mm -hmm. trying to make it interesting for the kids so that we could teach, keep their interest. Cause you know, just a bunch of 
old fat guys up there in, you know, with their turnouts, you can only hold kids attention for so long. So mm -hmm. I actually went to, uh, oh, it was called a last, uh, it was, it was a, a conference held every year in Bullhead City and, mm -hmm. and, and people from all over the, you know, the United States was, would come together and they would teach, you know, fire safety through clowning. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, that's weird. You know, I never thought weird clowns were creepy or anything, but I never really thought of yeah. that, but so I went to it doing puppetry and clowning and, and I'm, I kind of, again, drank the Kool-Aid a little bit mm -hmm. and I've always been a clown, you know, got in trouble in elementary school for being right. a, a ham and a, a knucklehead and a clown. And, a, um, and so it came natural to me. I, I, I got a character and did the face paint. I looked back on our first episode and it was kind of creepy. It was not very good, <laughs> not very good, but it has evolved over the years. Right. And, uh, so Stacy and I, after we did that, she's like, Hey, you know, we should do a television show, a kid's television show. Not many cities have their own show and kind of morphed from there. And we got some grants and we nice. now, you know, now this is years ago. Uh, we had 32 episodes that air on the public access channels. And I think through they, at one time they were throughout the state. Mm -hmm. uh, other states would grab a hold of it because it was free programming. Mm -hmm. They would give it away free. And so these, these city channels would need programming. So they would run them. Uh, they, they went some other places around the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and there were different topics, not just about fire. Some were uh, seat belts, some were, um, you know, bicycle helmets back Again, years ago, seat belts weren't right. a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, and bike helmets, now it's commonplace. But back then, we were trying to get kids to buy off on the importance of it. And we would do shows. Right. And uh, some were germs and hygiene, latchkey kids. You know, back in the day, not, you know, not anymore, but back in the day, right. kids would come home from school and mom and dad were at work. So we'd, yeah. we had a show about it. Um, and, and it just kind of grew and it was, it was kind of more of a labor of love. It's not something that I, I made any real money off of, but I was able to include uh, my kids, my wife, some other friends. And it was kind of a collaboration of a bunch of people that donated their time and came together and made these shows. It's called sprinklers clubhouse cool. and you can find it on YouTube. Nice. And, uh, so don't, don't judge the first episodes too harshly, <laughs> but, uh, but when they came out, I had a lot of firefighters be like, Oh, freaking hate you dave i'm like why well yeah my kids watch your dang shows all the time yes. and i just blah, i can't handle it so yeah. uh it, it 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 was a lot of fun and we did a lot of good i was able to go down to tucson every year with my children and teach water safety which is a big thing right um uh you know in arizona that's that's a huge huge problem water safety and drownings right. and and uh Oh, I'm trying gonna not try to get emotional because okay. I'm a big baby, but um the worst calls that I've ever gone on in my career have been included yeah. kids. So um for me, if I could educate children mm -hmm. to make maybe some wiser choices mm -hmm. uh to alleviate that chance of them getting injured to mm -hmm. where a fire crew has to go. Sorry. That's okay. So has to go and, and run on those kids. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a lot of trauma with that, you know, mm -hmm. and that there's a lot of great things with the fire department, but that's one of the worst. And so, uh, I didn't want for myself or for anybody else to, so that was a big deal to educate those children. I had a good time doing it. 
Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that was kind of my motivation for doing that. And it, it kind of blew up into this, this big thing. And it was, it was a lot of fun. That's really cool. Was that, that was probably more than what you wanted. No, not at all. I just, so I love hearing about stuff like television show. Right. And so when people say, uh, you know, Hey, why are you such a clown? I'm like, well, you had no clue. Right. I am a clown. There you go. I'm actually a professional (laughs) clown. I've gone to many, many conferences and yeah. And uh, I, I get to incorporate, you know, I, I, comedy magic. I always liked magic growing up as oh, a kid. Yeah. So I've got this whole routine where I can do silly stuff. And yeah, and uh, it's 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 been a lot of fun. So that's kind of been my little, the public education part of being a firefighter has mm-hmm. kind of been my little niche. Right. So I remember being a kid and watching things like that. I remember being in elementary school and when the firefighters came through, especially if they had a dog, yeah. <laughs> they don't allow them to have them anymore. Yeah. yeah those sorts of things were like the greatest things ever. I remember, uh, these, these, uh, these people would come and they had all of the, the Muppets, Jim Henson's Muppets, you know, and they would put on little plays and shows for us and things. That was like the greatest thing in the world back then. That, you know? that is where after the clown stuff, I, yeah. I realized that I couldn't do the, the 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 makeup and stuff in uniform, right? It was just too much of a hassle. So I did start puppetry and ventriloquism nice. too. So I, had a, I had a dragon. His name was Dusty the Dragon, and he was really cool. He was back then. He was six hundred bucks. It was really expensive uh-huh. too, and he had. He had a little aerosol can, uh-huh. and so he blew smoke nice. out of his nose. Yeah. It was so cool. <laughs> And so I'd have, and he'd be talking and he'd flirt with the girls. And, uh-huh. and I got to where I could kind of do some ventriloquism. And uh-huh. at first I was, I would, I was, I sucked. And the kids right. would be like, I can see your lips moving. And I'm like, <laughs> you're right. I suck. <laughs> so, but I, I took that puppet into classrooms right. and had a blast with it. And so, yes, I, I do puppets and ventriloquism yeah. and stupid magic tricks and the, the whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that it, and then it went into an its own show after that. That's really cool. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I guess the the point I'm trying to make there is just kind of the dichotomy of like what things were like when we were kids, yeah. and what they're like now. The things that they see and they're being exposed to, oh, are like just yeah, it used to be wholesome, right? Yeah. Were you? you know? Did you grow up around here? Uh, I grew up in Washington State. Okay. Here so. we had Wallace and Ladmo, so maybe you're you're uh, you're. Viewing audience, if you were in Arizona, you would know what mm-hmm. Wallace and Lamo was. And it was a every morning on Channel 5. Mm-hmm. It was a live show. Mm-hmm. And and so it was good and wholesome and 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 now everything's all digital and right. And so it, it was it was fun to do that with puppets and and real people and real kids. And I would, you know, I had my kids and they were free. I didn't right. have to pay them, right? Yeah. Uh and they weren't part of the actors union. So I didn't have to, you know, I could overwork them and they, I never get in any trouble, beat them, you know, ah, do it again. But uh, no, they had a blast and, and that wholesome entertainment, something they could really learn. I, again, I don't get me started. Yeah. You know, back in my day. Exactly. But like when I was a kid, I remember the things that the kids would aspire to or that what they thought were heroes were firefighters, police officers, astronauts and cowboys and Th- those were heroes and you know? why why is it not that way it still should be that way it still should be because the thing i was just thinking about this it's like the thing that all four of those have in common is you had to actually do work to become those things 
you know, it wasn't like starting an OnlyFans page or, you know, just suddenly doing a stupid TikTok it, dance yeah, or, whatever. Or, or whatever. And like all of a sudden now you're famous and you've got this huge following and you're probably making money. It's like you don't have to really be talented or put in effort anymore. You just sort of show up. I agree. And I think that society as a whole, again, um, it's all about YOLO. It's it's what can I get out of this? You yeah. All those things you listed off, mm -hmm. those are all pretty selfless yeah, uh, you know, pursuits yeah. and, 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 and giving of yourself to help someone else. Mm -hmm. And, and that seems more and more rare nowadays, but well, that's an excellent point because not only are they hard to like start and become, they are all service oriented. They're all, they're not doing this for themselves. They're right. doing this to protect and serve other people. So that makes a huge difference. And that's the things that we should find value in. And, and that's funny because in the, the way I understand it, TikTok in China mm -hmm. is that way. It, 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 it's more educational. It's, it's mm -hmm. teaching people to be engineers and, and astronauts and, and, and help in sciences and stuff. But mm -hmm. the TikTok over here is all, you know, booty dances and, and eating Tide Pods and doing stupid crap, you know, lighting right. yourself on fire. It, it, Short attention span. It's, it's brilliant, you know, because they're, yeah. they're, they're destroying our country with TikTok, but they're, you know, strengthening theirs right with it over there uh so do you remember schoolhouse rock i do i loved that i thought that was one of the greatest things and i don't understand why they ever stopped doing it because yeah. i learned more from that than i did from i agree uh, i won't say from school but right but those that was teaching you things and ideas that you weren't getting necessarily someplace else yeah i i i never really I never got to watch TV before uh, during the weekdays. TV was usually only on on the weekends at my house. I was okay. a very old fashioned conservative, you know, house. But yeah, just the old the thing about you know sitting in front of TV on a on a Saturday morning eating a yeah. bowl of cereal, you right. know, that was awesome. Yeah, and uh, it's you know, our kids nowadays just don't right don't know what that was like. Well, so and it was something. Cartoons, like when I was a kid, was like awesome, but it was even better because you only got to see it at certain times a day. Right. There was like a like a little half hour in like the afternoon, um, and there was Saturday mornings. Yep. And that's when you watched your cartoons. There wasn't Cartoon Network. There wasn't 300 channels. You could just go find stuff on. And there wasn't YouTube where you could just go look something up. Yeah. Well, and we used to play outside too, yeah. right? You know, come home, come home when the lights come on, when the street lights right. come on. It's, no, it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. get out of the house. And yeah. now it's like my grandkids, Papa, can we watch YouTube? You yeah. know, it's like, oh my gosh, no, go outside and play. Right. Yeah, that, that was the thing. It's like now, like, whereas we were being told to like go outside and had no real accountability of what we were at or what we were doing, right? Yeah. Now I think that because there's so much, the media is always portraying this idea that, that the world is becoming more dangerous. And it's not to say that it isn't, but not in the same way that they're making it seem. It's like, not every person you meet is out to like snatch your kid. Sure. You know, so like we've, they've almost seemed like the reverse course is like now they're trying to keep their kids in rather than send them out, you know? And I think that they're doing a disservice by doing that. I, I would agree with you. I, I would say society is different too, because back then everybody watched out for everybody else mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And, and so you, although there was no accountability, it was like, okay, see you at dinner time. And, and yeah. we would, we'd play until the streetlights came on and be like, oh crap, I got to get home for dinner. Right. But, but parents would kind of watch out for everybody else's kids yeah. too. Shoot back in, back in my day, there were no, there were no backyard fences. Right. We would run through everybody's yards and, you know, 
and now now you can't do that now you 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 could live next to somebody and not even know your neighbors let right. alone in the neighborhood yeah it, it's just a it's a different it's a different deal so yeah i don't i don't know if i'd let my kids probably run as wild as my parents let me run around either but yeah i do make them go outside and play in the right in the in the backyard and mm -hmm. go go play in the mud go build some stuff go you know whatever yeah. For sure. Do stuff. Do explore. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Climb fences, climb yeah. trees. <laughs> use, use some imagination. Quit quit sitting there like a zombie yeah. in front of a video game or, mm -hmm. or TV. Yeah. So, um, but that's the, the kid show is like now gone. It's, it's still, we're not, we haven't actively done anything for a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. the, it, because we relied strictly on the, the department wasn't, didn't, give us money for it. So we, we had a great person who would find grants mm -hmm. and she would write grants for us. And then we actually had finally got enough money to get a set in the city, right. in the city videography place. It just, they just took it down after mm -hmm. years of it sitting up, not just collecting dust, yeah. but uh, we had a set. We, we started the first show. We had plastic. Mm -hmm. with held up with duct tape and it was it was so rinky dink but right i would i would come up with the idea we would come up with the idea i would write the script and then i would give it to stacy and she would she would block it all out and, and have the different camera angles and learned how to do lighting and we man we started from we started from nothing literally right. and then went into you know having a set having a sound person lights and 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 we're, I was really proud with the end of our production quality right. uh, towards the end there and graphics and and Stacy's amazing, mm -hmm. but uh, she's gone up and now as the department of her you know head her department right. I you know gotten old and and grouchy now I don't even think I'd fit into my clown clothes, but uh, and my kids have gotten older now so there's there's we we just kind of stopped doing it but the shows are still playing. Yeah. Uh, on our on our city channel and i don't know where else but right. it, it's even i it's i know it's good because when i show it to kids it, even at elementary schools now they they are glued to it and right. so it's that it's colorful it's got puppets it's got real people it's right. not just digital it's it, it is interesting because i have had a, a lot of experience going into classrooms and teaching kids and engaging them and seeing what how they learn and what it piques their interest and that's mm -hmm. still that old kind of that old school real people still piques their interest better yeah. than a, a hundred percent digital creation. Right. That's really cool. Yeah. I was just thinking like, do people even watch Sesame street anymore? Is that on? I don't even know. Huh. I, I might with my grandkids. We, no, I, I think it's still on channel eight. I think it's still on there on PBS, but yeah, not. Hmm. Because that was another thing that I really loved watching was great was the uh, Muppets um, and uh, the Electric Company. The Electric Company. The Electric Company was because it was all like this learning, but it was interesting. It, it was made it entertaining. Yes. You it know. Was, yes. So Snuffleupagus. Yes. Big Bird. If you don't know who those people are, I'm sorry. You, <laughs> you missed out. Yeah, you missed out. Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um. So, like, I know that you also, aside from just like your career with as a firefighter and, and the things that you've, the projects and things that you've done, you do other things. I wouldn't say as a job per se, but but you're definitely in the sphere of like being prepared. Yes. Um. And so, can you talk a little bit about that? Oh my gosh, 
much to my wife's chagrin, I've okay. got I've got a lot of different irons in the fire. I, I maybe it's some ADD or something, but I I have a lot of interests. Um, I always have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, grown up as a Boy Scout with a with a dad who you know taught Boy Scouts. Was a scoutmaster for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going out and 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 doing the hiking and the camping and fire starting and you know. Mm-hmm. That that was always ingrained into me in an early age, and I enjoyed the outdoors. Um, as as I learned jujitsu, I enjoyed as much as I uh, cherish my accomplishments. You know, my even my world titles. I'll tell you, I have as I, I get as much joy mm-hmm. uh, from helping other people develop their game and learn the, the, the art and the sport and succeed and win competitions as, as much as, as winning a a world title. Right. I I love teaching people. I love educating people, not just because it strokes my own little ego, but uh, (laughs) because I feel like it's worthwhile. I, I like to learn and I like to see people learn. Right. And so, uh, I'm, I am a firearms instructor. Uh, mm-hmm. along with, you know, teaching the jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I teach pistol, shotgun, rifle, mm-hmm. uh, tactical rifle. I'm learning long range shooting now. I, I would not instruct anybody else cause I suck. Right. And I'm trying to learn myself, but, uh, it, it's fun. I've accumulated all this knowledge over the years and it's like, well, shoot, I probably ought to help other people learn. You know, it's, yeah. it's almost I don't know if it's a dying, you know, information is dying because it's all on YouTube, but, right. uh, I, 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 uh, am, I, I grew up in a very conservative, uh, LDS or, or Mormon household. Mm-hmm. And, uh, with the, the history of that religion, they were persecuted in right. the early days of the, the, the nation. In fact, they were run out of Missouri and those States and pushed West. And they were the ones who actually came and, and mm-hmm. colonized the, the Utah and the, right. the Western United States. So they, they're, you know, very much into a year supply of food and mm-hmm. growing up, we always did that and, and canning and, and being self-reliant. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was instilled into me in an early age. And, you know, with COVID happening and people go making runs on toilet paper and, and right. taking shelves out and natural disasters, I think it it's the 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 wisdom of that way of thinking has been proven, mm-hmm. and I, I personally feel that it's only going to get worse. So, um, yeah, being being self reliant, being a the the prepper kind of mm-hmm. I guess sometimes I think people give that a negative connotation, like mm-hmm. you're a freaking you know tinfoil hat loony bird, you know cabin in the in the middle of the woods which sounds awesome by the way but yeah you don't you don't have to be a cuckoo bird to be self-reliant and to prepare for something bad that happens so mm-hmm. i freeze dry my own food i stockpile water and ammunition and, and gun i mean i mean i it, i don't have any of course not but <laughs> uh, but if i were to i mean i would be smart about how i would you know prepare for you know a uh, a horrible event where I would need to right. pr- protect myself and my family kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, part of one, what I do in my church now is I am a preparedness specialist. Oh, and nice. so I help other people, you know, figure out how to, how to grow food in a small footprint mm-hmm. using aquaponics or hydroponics. Mm-hmm. 
um, how to prepare that food, how to, how to um, not prepare it, how to um, make it last, how to freeze dry it or preserve, there it is, preserve mm -hmm. it. And whether it's dehydrating or freeze drying or, you know, keeping that type of food um, and then just having, having a plan, having a plan to protect your, your, your loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, uh, in case something bad happens, I have a lot right. of people like, "Oh, you you can't wait for the zombie apocalypse to come, right?" right? Like, bro, I I hope I never have to use yeah. all the stuff I have. I I would love for it just to go bad, you know, mm -hmm. fifty years from now. Right. But God forbid something does happen, mm -hmm. I'm not going to watch my children or my grandchildren starve or yeah. or go without because I didn't prepare. Right. And so no, I I. Uh, so it it's that yeah. I'm always I've always kind of been that papa bear right you know mentality mm -hmm. uh, even on the fire department as an engineer I like to you're in that supportive role for your guys you're getting them tools and you're taking care of them and and setting them up for success and and that's what I try to do with my my family my kids my grandchildren is mm -hmm. set them up for success and right. help them be successful and help people learn and whether it's jujitsu or firearms or preparation. Mm -hmm. I want people to take control of your success. Right. Uh, relinquishing your control to your government, you know, like your government's going to come help you yeah. or your church is going to come help you. Good luck with that. I, th I think the track record's not been mm -hmm. particularly great if people are old enough to remember Katrina and, right. and you know, how horrible the current response was on that and mm -hmm. people that were living in, I mean, the, 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 the the bad things that were happening in that Coliseum, what was it? Uh, was it St. Louis? Um, I'm not sure. It was a, there was a football stadium right. there where everybody went and it was just run by gangs and there were rapes and killings and you know, stuff that didn't really get out there in the public and martial law. And it was a mess. Right. And uh, so I've talked about this before the on the show uh, that there is a very thin veneer of civility that exists. And as long as everything is going mostly well, that, yeah. that stays in place, right? Mm -hmm. But when you see events like that where Katrina, the BLM riots, you know, um, just any number of other catastrophic events. Baltimore, you know, Baltimore burned. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of those those riots from those, those police involved, you know, people dying in police custody, you know, just riots. And mm -hmm. yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a natural disaster anymore. Right. It just happens... Yeah, it can happen anytime. Shoot, when that BLM stuff was happening and there was stuff that was happening downtown Scottsdale and in Phoenix, yeah. I had a lot of people call me up, hey, buddy, yeah. you got any ammunition or, you know, right. you have a gun I could borrow? And so these are these, you know, left-leaning, right. liberally people right. who uh, all of a sudden maybe weren't quite so liberal and thought maybe having a handgun was a, a good idea and and i did i i i was helpful i i i tried to be mm -hmm. but times are times are different now it's kind of like hey bro you had your chance i'm not gonna go out of my way to right I, I, is that bad for me as a i, I feel bad as a person for because i am very helpful I, I want to help other people but i think we're to the point now where it's like hey if you haven't seen the writing on the wall and you haven't done anything to protect yourself, right. you're, you're right. going to be on your own because I'm going to be busy taking care of mine. 
Right. So we had talked about this the last time, mm-hmm. or I should say the first time you were on the podcast, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, the whole thing with COVID and, and how that resulted and how people reacted right. to it. And we had talked then, and this was like at least a year ago, you know, saying that we hoped that people learned some lesson, you know, and it doesn't appear that they have. It's like they, okay. they, they just, they're so quick to forget all of these things. And, and using Katrina as another example, yeah. it's like, that's, it, it happened and it's, there's no guarantee that it isn't going to happen again. Natural disasters. So like the riots and things like that, we can more or less control that. So if right. we learn to control ourselves as people, but nature has its own fucking ideas about what's happening. Right. Absolutely. And there are floods and hurricanes and tornadoes and, and all kinds of things that cause devastation in people's lives. And the whole idea of being a tinfoil hat wearing person because you're trying to be prepared for those sort of things right. or whatever else may come. How does it have a negative you know? amount of yeah. It's like, you know, when everybody else is drowning and you're in your lifeboat, you know, eating a Snickers, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. who's the smart one now? Exactly. You know? And, and I would, I'm not being fatalistic. I don't feel like I am. Uh, I, I, I prepare for the worst, hope for the best kind of a thing. Uh, that's me. I, I am, I would consider I'm, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. All right. I, be, I've d- dedicated my life to helping other people. I'm willing to lay my life down for others in my occupation. Right. I, I took a lot of crap during COVID because I wasn't buying the the stuff that was the the, the propaganda that was out there, mm-hmm. right? About the 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 mask wearing and the shots and and we didn't really know. We right. I remember that was a weird time in my career where nobody called nine one one for like two weeks. Wow. We were sitting in the stations. We didn't have anything to, to do. We weren't really allowed to go. We didn't, we didn't know it. It was early on. We didn't know if we were going to get it and die. I didn't know if I was going to go into a person that had it and take it home and kill my family. I really didn't know, but I just stuff wasn't adding up with what I was seeing on the news. And, and they were saying these, these hospitals were over, over, overridden you know, with people. And I was looking at the ERs and they were ghost towns. And and so it just wasn't adding up for me personally. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, I, I was questioning stuff and then I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist. And then I'm a, a denier, right? A science denier. And, and, and I took a lot of crap on social media where I'm like, Hey, wait, wait a second. What's, what's going on? You're, you're just a, you know, this and that. And I was called a lot of names and <clears throat> And and to find out that a lot of the crap I was beating my chest has turned out to be true. Right. With now Fauci's come out and said that, oh, well, we just came up with a six foot roll, uh, pulled it out of our butt. Yeah. It was not based on science that that, that masks, unless you were wearing an, a brand new N95 each time, that it wasn't right. helping you out like they like they suggested it was. That that now that they're the federal their florida's attorney general and all these scientists and doctors are saying that this jab should be taken off the market and that it right. wasn't what they said it was it's contaminated with millions of particles of other people's dna that who knows what you know mm-hmm. could happen and and now finally the VAERS stuff with the injury reporting that came out mm-hmm. from it it's not what they you know said it was it first i'm old enough to remember that they said that if you took that 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 pharmaceutical injection that you wouldn't get it then oh well yeah you'll it's 90 percent effective and then it went down to 70 and 60 and 30 and and then it was like oh it'll maybe for 14 days or maybe for seven days and you get your boosters right and and it was 
it just wasn't adding up for me. And so I had, I was one of those people that had to weather that storm, you know, mm -hmm. that, that conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat, cuckoo bird person. But uh, do, am I, am I, am I vindicated because a lot of what I thought is coming true? I, I still am not happy. It's not mm -hmm. like, yes, I was right. Mm -hmm. I still have more, just, I'm sad that yeah. so many people were duped and, and that we yeah. have a government and, and an organization that is so willing to lie and yeah. just to sound smart or just sound like they know what's going on. Mm -hmm. That, that, uh, that, that frustrates me. So I don't know where I was going with this, but, right. but I, I think it comes back to, I took a lot of heat for not being empathetic to other people or that I was, that, that I was a bad Christian because I wasn't willing to help other people, bro. I was out there. I was mm -hmm. out there literally putting my life on the line, not knowing what was going on and doing it. So don't come to me and preach to me that, right. that I'm some knucklehead that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I put, put myself out there right? right, and I continue to do it. And I would sacrifice. I, every time I carry a, a concealed weapon, I'm, I'm willing to put my life on the line for somebody who I've never even met to right. do the right thing. So don't, don't preach to me who's, who's virtue signaling and who's, you know, this or that and, and make me sound out to be a bad guy. Cause I, I believe in humanity. I, I, I think that life is important and that's, that's why right. I teach other people and want to help other people. It's not, I, I yeah. you know, so that, that pisses me off when mm -hmm. I took a lot of that heat early on, but it, it, it is good to see that truth is coming out mm -hmm. that, uh, but I, I just, I think nowadays with the TikTok and everything else, people have such a short memory right? and, and it's to the new, next news cycle. It's to the next, whatever. I, I see it in myself. I, if I, if I am sitting alone at a, at a stop sign, stoplight oh i'll just just for a sec i, I gotta feed my brain right mm -hmm. I, I think we're so consumed with new and whatever that we yeah. get distracted so easily that we don't remember that that people went for toilet paper you know mm -hmm. during COVID, and that that shelves that were empty and and how fragile our our supply chain is and mm -hmm. and now with the borders being open completely wide open and we right. have millions of people. I just read the other day that there were more people that came in the United States through mm -hmm. our Southern border than were born in the United States. Right. That, that's incredible. Yeah. And we have no freaking clue who these people are. Yeah. In my opinion, in the next year, I know that it, it might be unpopular because Trump just said it, mm -hmm. but in the next year we will have some kind of a domestic terrorism threat on our soil yeah. god forbid it, it's it's our antiquated electrical grid system on the western united states that mm -hmm. could go down at any time mm -hmm. some some person goes into a field and injects a, a chemical into a field full of watermelon and mm -hmm. and kills a bunch of kid you know people or babies god forbid right. you know what will happen when our food supply is attacked or or our water supply or our power grid people I think there's still a large percentage of the population that thinks that if the power were to go out, that water would still come out of our taps. Right. Which it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, so good luck yeah. looking up on YouTube uh -huh. how to purify water when the power's out. Right. And our YouTube's down. And by the way, we live in a desert here. Yeah.
<laughs> kind of a big deal. Lottery is kind of a big deal. So for all those people that think, well, and and I have people that have said, well, it's okay. I, if it all goes to hell, I'm just going to come to your house and take yours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good luck with that because <laughs> right. I'm a pretty good shot. And if I had ammunition, I'd have a lot of it. Right. So, uh, you, go. you know, good luck with that. Yeah. So, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. where, ooh, that's uh, that's why we get along so good uh -huh. is because we see eye to eye uh, on a lot of these things. I'm sure a lot of your viewership too. Right. But even if you don't, just even if you don't buy off on it, come look around. Yeah. See, see what's going on. Right. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out we are going down mm -hmm. not a very good road. Yeah, definitely. And chances are it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Right. What are you what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to get ready for it? Huh? You don't have to be a cuckoo bird. Yeah. How about you just start somewhere? How about you you go and take a get a get a firearm to protect yourself and your family? Come to some place like the training center here. Mm -hmm. Learn, take a class. Right. You know, uh, start instead of watching TikTok videos, get a YouTube premium membership. Okay. First of all, I'm not, I don't like how YouTube's run, mm -hmm. the, the politics of it, but I right. do own the premium membership so that I can listen to YouTube videos without having the screen open. So right. I use it like a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I'm learning. I'm trying to just. Dude, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. So I, I'm trying to learn different as I get older. <laughs> right. I, I'm trying to, I'm, I, I, I could listen to music mm -hmm. or I could learn something right. on the way to work. Mm -hmm. You know, how about a different method on how uh, to store solar energy? How right. to make your own solar controller or solar battery pack? How right. to, how to make a furnace out of used motor oil. I just watched that one last night. Oh, nice. Pretty cool. Very so cool. I've got all this used motor oil. Mm. It, it, luckily, we live in a desert, but in, in yeah. some places that are cold, you can actually make furnaces that burn used motor, motor oil. Yeah, it's freaking cool. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to touch on something that you said earlier. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that was long. No, no, no. That was great. But uh, you said something about, you know, it isn't that you're trying to be right, right? And this is where I find myself. I don't want to be right. right. What I want is accountability. I want the government and the, all these different uh, government agencies and all of the whatever that's in charge, you know, the big tech court organizations that are running everything, apparently, you know, I want them to be accountable for the things that are happening. You know, I agree. It really drives me nuts that like an event like COVID would happen. Okay, so we're going to go through this timeline. COVID happens. There's all this, obviously now they're proving mm -hmm. disinformation is completely incorrect, saying that, you know, if you get the shot, you are 100% immune. And not only that, you can't pass it on to anybody else. Yep. Rachel Maddow was out there just oh, pounding the pavement, you know. Fact. Help, yeah. Fact. Yeah. How dare you question the science? Right. Yeah. You know, and just all of this information that they kept putting out and of the six foot rule and wearing masks and everything else, it's like, that was obviously wrong, and they were saying it anyway. When it proves that it's that they were lying, that they were just making shit up. Mm -hmm. There's no accountability. No accountability. No, no, nothing. Well, that's that's no what it is, right? The only accountability seems to only be happening on one side right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's only one side of the aisle that's in court right now, mm -hmm. uh, trying to you know 
getting the book thrown at him for saying that he didn't have sex with some woman, you know, 20 years ago. Right. The only people that are, it seems to me, the only people that are fighting for their rights in court are people that were on January 6th, mm-hmm. people that were outside, uh, you know, expressing freedom of speech. Now, granted, the people that broke the law and, and, and assaulted cops back on January 6th, they deserve to be in jail. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that I, I, I try to check myself on my politics and my views right. all the time, right? To make sure that I'm on the right side. Mm-hmm. Same thing that I did back in COVID, mm-hmm. right? But what's going on? Just ask them, ask them, asking some questions. Why are they trying to shut down these other possibilities mm-hmm. of ivermectin and hydrochloric? Why did they try and, you know, crucify Joe Rogan? Mm-hmm. What if it worked? Great. But bam, they went after him and they were shutting people down and t- kicking them off of your and, and attacking mm-hmm. where's the, you know where's the accountability with that that have they just gone and said hey look we're not really sure what the hell's going on right now this is our best bet mm-hmm. we're not really sh- you know if they were just honest about it instead of presenting it as fact mm-hmm. and that you're an idiot for questioning the fact and the science and and then had they just done that i would have given them a lot more credibility right or even nowadays, say, you know, hey, we, we went off our best guess at the time, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be wrong. That helps with their credibility. Right. There's no accountability, but their credibility is absolutely shot. Right. So the next time it goes around, ooh, you think I'm going to trust you again? Right. You're, 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 forget you, man. But what frightens me is the people that <clears throat> lived through that experience, heard all the information, oh now understand that it's false, will still... Damn. Listen to those exact same news organizations and, and media and and shake their heads when they hear information. It's like if I really, really wish that there was a requirement that before every single one of those broadcasts, uh-huh. and I know they do it like when they're introducing the show, right? But before every single segment, this should say presented by Pfizer, the pharmaceutical companies, uh-huh. big tech organizations, whatever every commercial whoever is paying for that. Still is, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like everything you hear out of these people's mouths, uh-huh. understand that it's right. coming from those organizations. You know, and not legitimate news. Special interest groups are running this country right now, and and again, no accountability. We have we have no accountability from the botched uh, pullout from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no accountability for the handling of of COVID. Uh, I don't is if we put this on YouTube, can I say that word? Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> Dr. Fauci, who was presenting stuff as fact, mm-hmm. no accountability there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Epst- don't even get me started with the freaking Epstein client list and, right. and, and all these the Adam shift who, you know, now we've, we've got that Hunter's lap, the DOJ finally did say, yeah, Hunter's laptop was real. What about those 50 high level FBI agents that, that signed off on it that said it was, how come there's no accountability there? Adam mm-hmm. Schiff, who was touting that, you know, Russian collusion for, for right. years and, yeah. and, and all that BS mm-hmm. has now been proven, but nope. So what that yeah. scared to talk something they pull right out of their butt right. because there's, they know there's no accountability and we, and people still eat it up. I just, I think this whole society of identity politics and that people can't admit when they're wrong mm-hmm. is, is, a, is the culprit. I think people don't right. want to have to admit that they were wrong or that they were they were duped. They're too smart for that. Right. I didn't fall for it. So, you know, so they, they won't say that Rachel Maddow, I listened to Rachel Maddow and she 
tricked me. Right. Okay. Well, so what? You can get over it. You can, you you got you got tricked. Yeah. Wake up. Learn from that. Learn from something. it. <laughs> oh, now, now she what she meant was. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Why do you, I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> it's okay. That's my kids and my wife. You know, anybody who knows me. Yeah. I'm never wrong. Just so you of course know. not. <laughs> I'm the um, smartest guy I know. There you go. <laughs> when you're all by yourself. When I'm by myself. There you go. Yeah. Um, another big one is the the whole thing that's happening on the border of Texas right now. So the government's not doing what it should be to protect the border. They're just allowing people to come in. Texas said, okay, well, if you're not going to do it, we're going to just mm -hmm. do it ourselves. Then the federal government says you can't do that and sues them, goes to the Supreme Court and says you can't interfere with what we're doing. We're not doing anything, right. but you can't interfere with it. Okay, we're not. Well, there's a dereliction of duty in place, but you're not allowed to to, to step in and do what we're not. Right. Unbelievable. It, it, how it, does that work? Mind-boggling. I I think that, like you said, with the mainstream media has lost all credibility. That's why I don't really listen to them. I I don't I don't listen to Fox either. Just mm -hmm. just so you know, because I I they're they're owned by big tech and pharmaceutical okay. companies too. So mm -hmm. I think you're. I, I think they're suspect as well. Mm -hmm. I, I try to now with podcasts, mm -hmm. I try to balance where I get it from because I, I don't want to be one of these blind sheep right. that, that go even even if it um, validifies what uh, validates validates. Okay. <laughs> Say I speak good or English. Yeah. Even if validates what I want to believe, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm not one of these blind sheep going down the wrong path. Right. That I, I I'm open to other options or possibilities. So I, mm -hmm. so I don't get blindsided. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I was listening to a podcast and he oh man what he is uh I think he's in the House of Representatives. Nick Freitas. And, uh, is is that it? Yeah. And he's and a dele delegate for which one? Uh, uh, making the argument. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, I was listening to him the other day. And I was, I was really freaking pissed off that mm -hmm. that would these Supreme Court justices rule this way. And he, he's like, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. They actually, when I read their reports and what they were ruling on, mm -hmm. he's like, they did the right thing. Right. How how big a balls do you have to actually have to go against what you know the mega ultra right is? Oh, we those justices. Right. He actually did the work, yeah. read the stuff, mm -hmm. and said no. They were ruling on specific things in the Constitution, and they got it right. Yeah. Now, the way that the government's handling the the federal government's handling the border is wrong, and right. and it is creating a constitutional crisis mm -hmm. right now that needs to be addressed. So I think we, you know, even the right, we get so caught up on their their mm -hmm. their turncoats or their their rhinos or what. Let's let's look at everything here first right. and and see what the possibilities are because the the left sure is so narrow minded and they will not even look at any possibilities. So I want to make sure that I don't make that same mistake, so that I that I'm not the thing that I hate. Right. I don't want to be a hypocrite, right? I try I try really hard not to be. So it was great. I try to listen to different perspectives and different people so that I feel like I have a better 
uh, understanding of, right. of what's going on. So that was very educational for me and changed my mindset a little bit. But if you if you're just listening to C CNN or MSNBC or just Fox, I think it's a dangerous thing, especially yeah. right now when there's so much BS and mm -hmm. and misinformation out there. Right. Just, so it's really easy for people to get locked into wanting to defend their side because, like you said, nobody wants to be wrong. No. You know, it's like, and this is kind of a crass point, but when somebody steps in dog shit, you know, nobody wants to admit it. Right. And it, it isn't because, you know, the dog shit is harmful to them somehow. It's more harmful to their ego to say, I was dumb enough to step in. I can't believe I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But rather than say that, they say, oh, I didn't do it. That wasn't me. Yeah. You know, because they, you can clearly smell it. Somebody did it. <laughs> so, you know. So, why, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why is that? I mean, are, are people so... Are, are people so insecure that they can't admit that they... Yeah, well, they were, just don't want to look did, foolish. Yeah. You know? So what, dude? Same thing. Though. Get over yourself. When people are divided as heavily as they are right now onto political sides, right? And they say that if you're if you're on the right, you don't want to be wrong in any way because you don't want to give the other side any any justification, right? So for Nick Freitas to say that, you know, that, like you said, that that's a huge deal. Was, yeah. You know, because he's saying that the decisions that they came to were correct. It isn't just, you know, they're against us or they're trying to, like, you know, support the evil empire of right. Biden, you know. <clears throat> but that does that's not the end of the story either. There, there are other parts to this. There is a dereliction of duty that right. is in, in place. We have to address that. And that hasn't been addressed at all. No. Okay. So that's a whole other piece of the puzzle. Okay. So... It's important that you understand that you actually do the work, understand history, understand what's going on, the real the real truth of what's happening, not just what you're being fed on mainstream media, you know, and understand what's going on. And you know, for lack of a better, just you know, you got to wade through the piles of yeah dog shit yeah <laughs> to 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 figure out what's what's real. And oh man. It, it's getting scarier and scarier now because of all the now with the AI. Yeah, don't even get me started. AI and the 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 fake stuff that is going out there, and that they can you got you got people that can t sample your you know a certain number of words, and they can call call these people's parents, say, "Mom, I'm 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 broken down. Send me money here," and it's not their kid. I mean, right. that's some scary stuff. Yeah. So I, 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 I just hope that, you know, podcasts like what you have here, people can, can stay educated. Um, it, it's good to be around people that are like-minded, but mm -hmm. don't, in my opinion, I, I don't want to be so wrapped up in right. my little cocoon of group that I can't get, you know, see possibilities that are outside. Right. Uh, had I not listened to Nick Friedis, I wouldn't have thought that, okay, well, maybe there is a, another, maybe they did get the ruling right instead of, oh, they, they ruled against us. How dare we need to get rid of them? Right. That's a, a that's a dangerous, you know, a mindset, mindset that to fall into. And I think people are so quick that yeah, they latch under, and I, I'm guilty of it. I'll see, I'll one little tidbit on Instagram or whatever. And, Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, I I validated myself, and uh, and I latch onto that one little thing instead of 
taking the time to to look into it a little bit more maybe it's not so cut and dry yeah like i said my biggest point is i don't want to be right i just want i want people that have jobs to do those jobs the way they're supposed to be <clears throat> defend the constitution you know actually do what the constitution says and not just work with it when it fits your right. needs and completely ignore it when it doesn't and unfortunately in the administration that we have right now that's exactly what they're doing I, yeah, and the, and the scary thing is too that, you know, and I've bounced around from different candidates that are coming up here, like, oh yeah, I like DeSantis, or uh, you know, oh Nikki Haley, yeah, she's, man, have I have I been wrong? I've bounced around too, like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I think DeSantis is kind of a poser. Nikki Haley, she's she's, uh, I think she is more of a, at this point, in my opinion, I think she's more of a Democrat right. <laughs> and a warmongering, you know totally, mm -hmm. you know, institutional Republican that I think has lost their way. And man, I, until we can get, and, and I, it's not like I'm a huge, huge Trump fan, you know, I, I kind of think the guy's a bit of a, a goofball and a clown, he can be a clown too, but who else is going to get in there and, and really change some stuff up? Him or Vivek, who, who are billionaires that, that, can say screw you to this these big money and and not just I I don't I think there's a lot of people that get into politics for for pure reason like mm -hmm. they really want to be public servants and they want to make a difference mm -hmm. but I I just don't know how many can get up to that high level without making deals with the devil and 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 being behoovent to mm -hmm. other organizations and people to get to that level. And then I think that in their hearts, they think, okay, I, once I get there, then I can really make the difference. But they, they chip away at their, sell their soul little bit by little bit. And what's really left to really, you know, make that change. And, and I, I just feel that, that the little guy like me, you know, is not being represented in, in, in federal politics anymore. Right. And so Vivek, I think Vivek's got it right where a lot of these people, it, it really, obviously, with the current president that we have, I don't think he's making any decisions other than what flavor ice cream the guy wants. Right. It's, it's run by his cabinet and all these other people yeah. and bureaucrats that have had been in the FBI, been in the DOJ for 50 years that have tremendous amount of power mm -hmm. in the Bureau of Land Management, whether, it, you know, Veteran Affairs, all these government organizations that are not elected positions. Mm -hmm. They were appointed. They weren't elected by anybody right. and have been in that position for 50 years and have real tremendous power. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are running our country. Do you think that they have our, our best interests in mind? Hell no. Just follow the money. Dude. And it, it just, it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart as a patriot that, right. that we have these people making these decisions for us, mm -hmm. the American people. And, and, uh, I, I, part of the reason why the, the prepping and the, the preparation is such a big deal is I, I hate to be fatalistic, but I, I just think that our country is in some real big trouble right now. And I think it's going to get worse. And I think if you're not, if you're not learning how to purify water, how to uh, prepare food, how to store, how, you know, what to do in case your power goes out, how long do you have, you know, before, food starts going bad are, are you do you have any 
type of generator, or whether it's a solar generator, or a gas generator, a way to, to cook food. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't take a lot right. to throw this country into turmoil. Mm-hmm. I, I think we give ourselves too much credit right? because it's never happened before. But right. uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really nervous. So I, I understand that viewpoint, but I'm still focusing on, or I guess I, I choose to focus more on what we can be doing to help make it better. <clears throat> so obviously I have the podcast here. This is one of my, my ways of reaching out to people and trying to get them to think differently, understand which is there's, awesome. there's something else, yes. you know, there's more you could be doing. And that just because something bad happened in your life doesn't mean your life ended. You, you can still keep going. Sure. Um, I uh, ultimately would love to have to form an academy that it's basically a uh, a mentorship for like young men to teach them. That's to, funny. Like, I've thought the same thing. Be better and stronger, <laughs> and you know, be uh, critical thinkers, and you know, those sorts of things. I think that needs to exist in our education system where it doesn't right now. We need to have schools that that focus on those things. Critical thinking is a major part of that, you know. That's Same. some tinfoil hat stuff you're talking oh, yeah. about, right? You now. know, little things. Wait, like... so you, are you are you suggesting that maybe like five, six years ago they would, you know, introduce this term toxic masculinity? <laughs> what? Get right. out of here! Yeah, that 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 being a masculine man would be a bad thing, right? Oh, dare you? You're crazy. The, uh, you know, just little things like saying the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. and actually being proud of this country yeah. and proud to be a part of it. You know, that's something. That's I'm just... old enough to remember where, yeah, that that uh, we're not going to fly the American flag because it's triggering. Huh? Yeah. What? You know, when when the bad, big bad orange man is uh, talking about national pride and they're, they're, oh, that's nationalist. That's bad. Huh? When when was being proud to be an American a bad thing? Right. Just yet yesterday, Ilhan Omar. Are you kidding me? Did you watch what she just said? She just got up there and she was speaking in in Somalia. And I, I hey, I'm all for your your you know pride and mm-hmm. your heritage. Okay, I have friends that are Polynesian and Hawaiian. Awesome, Hispanic, Mexican. Awesome, you know. Eastern European, awesome. I'm all for it. But she was talking about I'm I'm Somali first and I'll take care of my people. And I'm like, this is an elected official. Right. In the House. She's in the House of Representatives, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I believe so. I hope she's not a congressperson, but um, you know, just basically saying that her allegiance go first off with a group of people that are outside the United States. Right is just mind-blowing to me that we have people in our government that are not putting u.s citizens first right and drives me bonkers and she's openly anti-semitic openly unbelievable so you know and and again i still take a lot of heat because i am against open borders and and that i somehow am a bad christian and i'm i'm a i'm i'm not empathetic to people that are in that are fleeing to their countries because of you know they want a better life and absolutely empathetic i Mm -hmm. I, probably more than most i i've seen these people i've dealt with these people professionally 
right. that, that are, you know, in these house, safe houses that are just in horrible conditions where we call out ice. This is 10 years ago. <laughs> call out ice and they're like, no, nah, turn them loose. And that was before they were welding the gates open like they are right. now. But th to think that I'm not empathetic to these people's plight is just not true. But mm -hmm. two things can be true at once, right? I can right. have empathy for, for, for my fellow man, but I can also be proud to be an American. I want to protect right. my interests as an American. So for somebody to suggest that, that, a, that a person that isn't American can get a job as a law enforcement officer in California, carry a gun right. and enforce the laws of my nation over me, but you're not an American citizen? That makes my my mind melt. I cannot, oh, I cannot believe it. Right, it just drives me bonkers. And I, I hope it's not just because I'm old and and, and grouchy, but yeah, we got to wake up. Mm -hmm. Definitely do. Um, so I think that we've covered a lot, you know. And so typically, I would I would ask for like your your best dad advice. <laughs> But I think in a lot of ways, we've just been giving it, yeah. right? So instead, I'll ask for, uh, like, what's one of your best dad jokes? <laughs> Why isn't your nose 12 inches long? Because then it would be a foot. There you go. <laughs> I know it's not, it's not my best. So my favorite one so far yeah. is, uh, why did the spoon go to the dinner party dressed as a knife? Why? The invitation said, look sharp. Nah. Nice, <laughs> nice. You know, yeah. With and that's what I mean. I know I post a lot of, a lot of conspiracy theorist stuff on social media, but I try to post a lot of jokes and do, and, and, and keep it light too. Because although I I can be a serious guy, I love life. I I love laughing. I am a clown, right? I, and uh, and so yes, the dad jokes and and enjoying life. Um, one thing for sure that I have seen over the years is that life is fleeting. Um, I see bad things happen to good people all the time. Mm -hmm. um, good people that, that kiss their wife goodbye, send their kids to school, and the guy's just driving his car to, to work and gets blasted by a semi-truck and he's, mm -hmm. he's dead. You know, and, and to say that I don't have empathy where I'm the guy that ha has had to go into that person and tell them that their loved ones passed away. Mm -hmm. um, that is not an awesome thing. And to have empathy for that person and, and to see the importance and how fleeting life is. And so I'm all about learning, mm -hmm. improving your life instead of just sitting and complaining about it. Right. Um, and, and not taking responsibility. Yeah. You I mean, we know a lot of people that have had a lot of bad stuff happen to them, but they don't sit and bitch about it. They right. pull themselves up, make their lives better, learn from it. Like we've talked about, um, but just to enjoy every life mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, every day. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, Hey, so if I gave you this check for $10 million, yeah. You know, you've heard this one, right? right. Uh, you, you, is there anything for the rest of the day that could ruin your day? No. no. <laughs> it would be great. There's nothing that anybody could do or say or social media could call you a name or whatever that would ruin your day. 
you'd have a wonderful day. But the, the caveat is that you cannot wake up tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Would you still take the money? I don't know. So, you know, could you, can you put a price tag on each day? Right. And, and I'm fortunate or some would say unfortunate because I do get to see the good and the bad mm -hmm. with, with, you know, with life and, and, uh, and, and that's where I take some comfort in, in knowing that I can help other people and make a difference in, on the worst day of their life and to come in and, and help them. Mm -hmm. um, but love your family, mm -hmm. love your life, enjoy it. Cause it's right. freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, what a, what a wonderful gift, mm -hmm. you know, our, our brains are in our bodies that we can do jujitsu and, and right. choke our best buddies out and, and uh, give I, I gave him I gave this dude a wet willy the other day, and it's just awesome that I can. Nice. It's it's one thing to submit him, but to give some a grown man a wet willy, right? Oh, <laughs> so good, and right. and laugh about it, right? And and to know that he would do the same thing, and yeah. to hug afterwards, and to build that bond with other people, mm -hmm. to take care of your family. Even if you're you're called a conspiracy theorist or a tinfoil hat wearing crazy sob, to um, learn skills that can can potentially protect my loved ones and my friends, and we can do it together. Oh man, that's what it's all about, in my yeah. opinion. And right. so I know you didn't ask for dad advice, but I gave it anyways because that's what a dad would do, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Still got it. There you go. <laughs> All right. Love you, man. I love you too. And uh I don't love you. No, I love you too. I'm just kidding. Talking crap behind the computer. Right on. Thanks for so, having me. Absolutely. I love having you. I love talking with you. So you're doing good stuff here, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Both of you. All right. Well, I guess we will wrap it up there. So I will say hi everybody. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, you can now support the non-victim nation by donating via listener support directly on Spotify. Remember, the story of your life is being written right now, and you are the hero.